Hey everybody, uh, thank you for tuning into the first episode of Shenanigans. This is just a sports podcast, me and my buddy, we just love to talk ball and you know, we wanted to document it all and uh, have our takes on the internet. Great, great thing. I'm Jordan, that's Caleb. Hello. And uh, you know, to introduce ourselves, I figure let's get let's get acquainted with everybody and get really everybody to to love us. So let's share our opinions on every single team and start with power rankings. All right. The shenanigans power rankings. But before we begin on that, Caleb, how you been this week? Oh, I've been fucking amazing! My Michigan Wolverines won the national championship. Woo! Let's go, Blue Baby. But, man, other than that, I just got to give a shout-out to Team 144 of the Michigan Wolverines, whoever's listening. I doubt any Michigan Wolverine is listening. But if you are listening, shout-out to y'all, Team 144, and congratulations. Players like J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Zach Zinter, Mullings, Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, Junior Coulson, Michael Barrett, Will Johnson, Mikey Sanderstill, Rod Moore, I'm missing a hell of a lot more for sure. Roman Wilson, Samaj Morgan, Colston Loveland, Cornelius Johnson. I'm missing a lot of y'all. But shout out to y'all for real. Y'all have made this season. Y'all have made the state of Michigan great again. And I know y'all will do well in the NFL. Biggest Michigan fan I know. I can't wait to uh, put that. That You know, that should be our image for the first episode when we put it up on YouTube. Just that face of you screaming when y'all made the title game. That's perfect. This is you, there's a, there's this image of Caleb screaming his face off because they made the game in a close game and he didn't even make that face when they won the actual game. It was perfect. <laughs> it was just like it, it's just what a moment and what a face. I'm sorry, man. The Rose Bowl was a little more special to me. That game was closer. Like within like I think the third quarter we scored again on Washington and it pretty much just looked like we were going to win anyways. We looked like the better team throughout that whole game against Washington. So it's kind of hard to be as excited for that than a win in overtime in the Rose Bowl against one of the greatest head coaches of all time, Nick Saban, who just retired. You know me. I don't really like college ball that much, but I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed that so much. It was It was a great moment for you and I was, you know, I watched it a little bit so I could tune in and have some of that excitement with you. I think it's a slow, boring game, college ball, but that you know, I might be. I'm just pretty casual. I like the dogs though; they're cool. No, uh, no. So when we begin these power rankings, would you like to start at the top with the best teams in the league, or at the bottom with the Panthers? Might as well start off with the bottom with the Panthers, just so we get our playoff teams in last. Starting with the Panthers. They're, you know, it really sucks for them because they have the worst record, obviously, but they're they're just totally screwed in the future for now. Like, they have no picks. I'm pretty sure they had, don't have a second-round pick either. So we all know that they don't have the first overall pick. That goes to the Bears. But I'm pretty sure the Bears also have that second-rounder, which, like, so their next pick really? is in the third or a late second. Yeah. They're, they're, their future's looking bleak for at least another year. That's insane. You know, I'm a I'm, what a, I'm a believer trade, in Bryce. Man, in retrospect. Yeah, but I mean, what would they have done? You know, I think the Bears could have fleeced them more. Honestly, they could have probably drafted some sort of receiver. They could have got Puka Nakua in the draft at any point, and then they could have had like Brian Burns on their defense instead of DJ Moore. But this this also turned out pretty great for them. But uh, with the Panthers, 
you know, it just sucks for Bryce Young, really. That's all I have to say about that. I like the guy, and uh, th- they're just, there's no success. You know what? I like him, too, and I do think there is a bit of overhating on his part. I don't think that definitely that problem in Carolina definitely is not, like, 100% his fault. And I'm pretty sure most people know that, but a lot of people like to put the blame on the quarterback first. Yeah, I mean... Let's just hope he, in year two he can get like more acquainted with the NFL game and see uh, some stride of improvement. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll improve. And so at number 31, we've got the Patriots up next. You know, they're in a pretty good spot. They're not in quite the best spot. You know, they, they, they won a few too many games to guarantee their choice of quarterback, but there will be probably the, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels or maybe a Drake May, depending on who. Shit. Who moves up? What happens Maybe in the first Caleb two picks? Williams. Who knows? I mean, Caleb. You I know, doubt he drops that far. I, but I don't. You never know. I don't think with Caleb's uh, attitude that we've seen so far that he's going to enjoy the Patriot way quite that much. You know. Well, who knows? Bill Belichick is gone now, but they did just hire Gerard Mayo. Their whole identity is like the Patriot way, so I don't think they're going to abandon that ideology just yet. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to be a little strict and try, probably go for May if he's there. Oh, yeah. I I believe that, too. Sucks for them. Their year just was – they had so many injuries on defense and then just no strides on offense. Juju didn't do anything. Zeke was their probably their best signing and they're probably their best player, like all the more moments I've seen since I'm – I mean, I watch Red Zone. So every every big New England moment I've seen this year was probably a Zeke one that I can remember. Man. I miss him down here in Dallas, man. Yeah, you know, we'll get to Dallas in a, a, not not quite yet, but we'll get there. They're an exciting team as well. Uh, well they're they're a more exciting team than the Patriots. But at number thirty, we've got your uh, division rival Washington. You know, they're they're uh, they've got a premium pick as well. But I'm wondering it's uh, about who's going to be declaring. You know, their their, their pick. You know, it, their pick is not going to mean success there unless they get a good coach. That's been quite a franchise, uh, you know, skewered and uh, just, just I don't know, bad juju. Got a lot, a lot of bad vibes going on there. And um, the place where quarterbacks go to die. I mean, you know, they, they're. I, I had a theory when Panthers were selecting at number one, they were going to go with AR to try and do Cam Newton too. And I feel like with the Washington Commanders. They would totally try to go for like Jaden Daniels to do RG three the second, oh my and just gosh. try to ha- revive their whole. The, the, they want to have that same sort of vibe they had that hope before they ruined it, you know. He I, a lot of the things I, I've read about that situation though he ruined it himself too. So maybe Jaden Daniels won't won't be so stubborn like RG three. Let's just hope they get themselves a new field, a new stadium, and everything with this new owner group they have. And they just took a big first step. They just hired, I believe, the 49ers assistant GM or something as their GM. Or it was their former GM. Something like that. I forgot the exact news article. But they hired someone today as their general manager. And it makes me think that Washington may be in the right direction with this new owner group. I would definitely, I'm definitely excited to see who a uh, coach they get. You know, Bill, that would be a cool place for Bill Belichick to go, honestly. You know, there's I like that team's design, 
Like, I like the pieces they have. Just that quarterback piece is not quite – it's not quite met the standards that they want. So, you know, uh, Sam Howell looked looked to be bright, and then it was just like, what happened? He was leading the league in passing, and then he lost his mojo. I, I don't know. I want to know what uh, happened to that defense, man. That was the thing that even got them into the playoffs as a 7-19, and 19, like, just years before. And even continuing after that year – they were known to have a pretty solid defense and just be a mid-team, and now their defense like just completely fell off the earth. You know, it sounds like uh, wasn't that Chase Young's rookie year? Was that? I it sounds. I'm pretty sure that was that would make a lot of sense. You know, he was a pretty impactful player. It was the rookie of the year. You know, so I mean, it. it I, I'm a big believer of surprises like that matter in your year, and then the next year it'll be a little. It's obviously less surprising and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. You finding out your scheme and all that. Oh yeah, like Lamar was what his first year starting, he was an MVP. Yeah, fourteen and two MVP. But like they knew he was there as a rookie, but he hadn't totally he hadn't been been playing. Yeah, he hadn't but been uh, produced we have spent defenses yet. We have we have spent too much time on the Commanders. Uh, at number twenty nine, we have the Giants. You know, they're what's their pick at? They're 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 set up kind of nice, but they have Daniel Jones. You know, that's a big thing. That really sucks for them. <laughs> that does. contract is horrible. Nobody understood why they even picked him that high, anyways. I mean, not just picking him, but like the contract they just gave him. Way too many years. Way too much. You know, like if you would have made it like a two or three year deal, something like that. But he he fleeced them for for that security. Oh, yeah. He got them. Brian Dayball really made them think that he was fucking good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, get Saquon out of there, rebuild. You know, Tommy DeVito's cool or whatever, but he ain't going to be it. Tommy Gutlitz. And at number 28, we have the Chargers. You know, it really sucks for their year. Austin Eckler fell off the planet. You know, that defense got really injured. I, you know, I know you don't like... Joey Bosa, but you know he got hurt. Bosa, but that sucks. Prayers up to Joey. <laughs> Khalil Mack had a great year. You know that that's, that was probably their highlight because Herbert got banged up. I know Khalil Mack. What a comeback season! Yeah, thank God they didn't extend Eckler. He's going to be gone next year. Maybe y'all will pick him up. It can be Pollard and Eckler both as feature backs for each other. Maybe. <laughs> I want another running back so bad. And uh, any more? Anything else on the Chargers? Oh yeah, Jim Harbaugh should go there. <laughs> I think Jim Harbaugh should stay his happy little self down in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like it's the same colors. It's blue and yellow. He loves blue and yellow. He'll go be a Charger. Just uh, makes sense to me. And uh, a different kind of yellow, but. Who knows? At 27, we have the New York Jets. You know, it really sucks for them as well that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I was really personally excited for them because I thought, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay. And uh, you know, I think personally he's more likable as a Jet and Green Bay is more likable without him. So I was excited for them. But this has truly been a sad year, especially with Dalvin Cook falling flat. I was excited, too. I was, like, at the beginning of the year, I was, like, kind of hyped. Even though I don't really like the Jets, I don't really like to see them do good, I was very interested in that three-man 
NFC or not NFC AFC East like run like race between the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets, but we didn't get that. Hopefully and next year we get that. The Jets, you know, they're going to trade for Rod, uh, uh, Devontae and Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. They're going to be oh my the God. Green Bay Jets for for a year until, you know, Rodgers is gone. After if, the, if they get a ring, he's gone. If not, he'll probably be gone after that. And then the Jets will be left with this residue of the Green Bay Jets, you know. Yeah, Jets are old. They're just they just want to win now. They're not old. They're Aaron not, is. Well, Everything else meant. is old. I meant Aaron's old. <laughs> they will be old when they trade for all these people. You know, like they're gonna get old the and then Jets, have this the like weird mix. They could be like the Bucks, man. They could just have that old quarterback win them one. Then after he leaves, they're just stuck with their young players again, who aren't really young anymore. They're kind of like middle aged, like pro- players in their prime, and they're like. What do we do now without a quarterback? But I mean, the Bucks got one now. Oh yeah. And uh, after the Jets at number twenty-six, we have the Cardinals. You know, there's not much to be excited about on the Cardinals at you know eye level, whatever. I you know except Kyler. But I'm a, I'm a big Trey McBride guy. Uh, you know, I like um, Greg Dorsch and Rondale Moore. You know, they're not big receivers, like they're not anything crazy, but. They're good little guys. I like Dorsey. You know, Kyler's made the best of them. And uh, James Conner's awesome. And he's he's not going to be great for too long, but he's he was great this year. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just it didn't translate to wins. You know, some people might kind of be mad about the Cardinals being this high on our list at number 26 over teams like, I don't know, Chargers, the Jets, maybe the Giants, teams who have the same amount or more wins than them. But I think it's pretty justifiable where we have it because the Cardinals have kind of stepped it up within the last few weeks since Kyler came back just a tiny bit and they've also played some good teams pretty close this year so I don't oh, think yeah. the Cardinals are nearly as bad as their record indicates they're definitely uh they're definitely improving under Gannon and their defense is like it's, it seems pretty what was it it's hard to run on I'm pretty sure he's he's pretty He's high in one of the running or passing categories. I can't remember. But he's, his defense has been improving, and, you know, Kyler does Kyler things. Of course. I'm just a big Kyler fan, even though I'm a Rams fan. It's really stupid. But he's, he's freaking fun to watch, man. Like, when he was running around, he looks like an ant, you know, a really fast ant. It's just, it's just entertaining. Because I could see and, every uh, single tiny little step he takes with his runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a little tapping sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we got uh, number 25. Uh, we have the Titans, just above the Cardinals. You know, they're, they could probably they probably should have fell a little bit at this point. But, uh, you know, this, this year they had was, you know, it surpassed what I thought they were going to do. I didn't think DeAndre Hopkins was going to do as good as he did. I thought Derrick Henry was going to slow down. He didn't. He decided to just, like, launch up right at the end of the year in rushing yards and just propel himself into free agency. Uh, Mike Vrabel's gone, but he's, you know, he, he woke up Will Levis and stuff like that, and Tajay Spears is set up to be a good future running back. I can already say I was wrong about the Tennessee Titans this year. I thought they were going to be in the running for the AFC South. I thought they had a chance to win. I thought they had a chance to get maybe, like, 10 wins, 11 wins maybe, but... 
they ended up not. They ended up being one of the worst teams. Well, not really worst. They, they're weird. The Titans are a really weird team, man. But they didn't do good. I wish. Uh, I wish they would have. You know, Firing not uh, was started. Stupid, but I'm happy for Vrabel. He's finally out of purgatory. Wish that they would have started Levis in the beginning of the year instead of Tannehill. I wish they would have just traded Tannehill. But I get why they didn't. I mean, ain't nobody gonna trade for Tannehill. I'd just release him. <laughs> all year I had heard about you know Tannehill to the Falcons, but that's a silly move anyway. It wouldn't have made much difference. At number twenty-four, we've got the Vikings. You know, they're they're quite unfortunate this year. They were riddled with injuries. And their future is quite a little questionable, but yeah, whether they move you know, on to stay with Kirk Cousins or potentially move on, get a quarterback in the draft, maybe sign another one, trade for another one, who knows? I think they would only move on if they had to, and I think Kirk doesn't really want to. I think he'd rather stay in Minnesota for as long as he can and just get a bag. But and oh, I think I they'll give him one. Yeah, I think they'll get. I think they'll give him one, not for like too many years, but for like two more maybe. I'd maybe like to see my guy J.J. McCarthy go there just so he already has some weapons and T.J. Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. That would be cool. T.J. To, or J.J. to J.J. and T.J. and stuff. <laughs> um, and number 23, we have the Falcons. You know, they just fired Arthur Smith, thank God. But, I, I, you know, their offense is set up great, and they just got Jesse Bates, which was such a great move. That was a great addition. I knew whoever was going to pick up Jesse Bates would be amazing addition. I had a feeling, man. I just had a feeling the Bengals weren't going to pay him. And he look, really look like, how the never Bengals had a year like that. Look at how the Bengals' defense has like completely like kind of collapsed this year, too. I liked him alongside Von Bell uh, on the Bengals. And, you know, he didn't do much on the Panthers this year, as far as I know. So... Jesse Bates really is standing out. I, I, you know, I thought they were about the same on the the Bengals whenever I watched them, uh, just because you know you're not, you're not really supposed to see them, and he wasn't getting as many interceptions as he is now. So I've always thought good on Jesse him. Bates, He's a big playmaker. Oh yeah, I've always thought Jesse Bates was one of the most underappreciated players in the league. Glad it just sucks that their coach Atlanta. does. Love Atlanta. Yeah, go Braves. <laughs> Well, they, their record, unfortunately, didn't indicate how great they were, and that's why they're at number 23 on the list. But just above them is the Raiders at number 22. They, you know, I, they, they have players, and they were their record was better than other teams with similar talent. Like, the Vikings were arguably as injured as the Raiders were, or, you know, also, they were arguably as worse off, but they did way better than the Vikings. They also arguably, like, they could have and probably should have made the playoffs just as if Josh McDaniels wasn't their quarterback, not the quarterback, I'm stupid, head coach. If he just wasn't their head coach, dude. Oh, yeah. Because, uh... like, they started off horrible <laughs> to start the year off. And then when Antonio Pierce came in after that firing, then the players just got a big fire and then they started playing. That defense started playing, too. That defense is crazy. I'm excited to see that yeah. defense next year. Yeah, I wish uh, – I hope Tyree Wilson wakes up a little bit. It's unfortunate what has been happening with him now. Max Crosby is quite a player. I don't know how he's not like – you know, Aaron Donald's been waking up Kobe Turner. So I, I would expect the same for Max Crosby to Tyree Wilson. But maybe it's not that easy. 
I don't know. Next up on the list, we've got the Bears at number 21. The They're Bears. set up perfectly, but, you know. Who knows? Uh, it's just They're like uh <laughs> It's a question of are you do you have faith in them? Yeah, that's why they're so low compared to like what how much they want and how good their future looks. It's just like either the coaching is questionable. What are they going to do with their pick? You know, they could get Marvin and keep Fields. They got but rid it's of like, a, they got rid of their work. offensive coordinator too. Just go ahead and have Justin Fields learn like his sixth new offensive system in his third year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, field, they could trade fields to Atlanta. And if maybe Atlanta could get, like, what's, what's the uh, OC on the Lions? Ben Johnson, I think. They could get him. And maybe they could drum up some dream de- uh, offense. You know, that would be crazy. But I don't think they should keep fields. But I hope they do because I don't like the Bears and I want them to stay mediocre. I feel that. Do you have any more opinions on the Bears? Um, fuck. The Bears. <laughs> it's the only opinion I got. Okay, number 19, we have Bengals. You know, I, I don't like the Bengals, but they, uh, you know, they have Joe Burrow. They're set up in the future as long as he can stay healthy, but they just cannot seem to build a line that'll work, you know, like. Yeah, they really have problems uh, with that offensive it's line. Been like, it's been like three years. <laughs> I really thought they were going to, like, step it up when they sign uh our old guy, who we just got back, Lel Collins. But, I mean, yeah, and Orlando Lel, Brown has been bad. I'm not surprised, though. Lel Collins' like, career has been filled with injury. Even though he's a physical specimen, I can imagine how much injuries just take a toll on your body. That's probably what. That's obviously why he isn't starting for us. Because he's a physical yeah. beast. And not to mention, the Bengals' defense took a big step down, too. And they're going to lose T, probably. Yeah. Man, if the Bengals' defense played how they did the last two years, they'd probably be in a playoff spot right now, even without Joe Burrow. Oh, and I uh, since the Bengals' Super Bowl with us, with my Rams, I, may, I, you know, I told Caleb, as long as the Bengals and the Rams have the same record this year or something like that, or we have more, I'll be happy. And then we're only one more that win than them. And we're in the playoffs, and they're not. It's crazy. AFC but, was a little uh, tighter, but y'all were the better team. The injuries and in not making the playoffs is what got them there at number 19. But just above them at number 18 is very similar, missing the playoffs, but barely, and with mediocre play, the Seahawks. Seahawks. You know, they're, uh, they just let go of Pete or whatever. You know, he's going to stay as an advisor. And uh, Gino is still their quarterback, as far as we know right now. So that's uh, that's. How's that? Gonna you know, I, I, Gino's a cool guy, but how's that going to work without Pete? I want to know. Yeah, he's their mojo guy. You know, he's got the he makes everything work. Even though he's supposed to be a defensive guy, like who else do you really say? I, I well, no, because I what was that guy? He, he's now he's on the Bucks with with Baker. The guy that made Gino good last year, supposedly. I think it was a quarterback coach or something. I can't remember. I don't know his name. I mean, Gino wasn't that bad this year, though. No, he was worse, though. He was. I've just said Gino's just been Gino. I don't think. All right. you, I don't think you could do much with Gino. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they have a nice future there. They should probably trade Lockett while he's still worth something because they haven't been using him as well as this year as last year's. I mean, the I previous love Tyler years. Lockett. I love that guy. 
I hope they trade him he's somewhere where he can win. Maybe he'll go to number 17, the Jaguars. Maybe. <laughs> they could use somebody new because I, as far as Calvin Ridley is concerned, he's not the move for me. It sucks for them, you know. Calvin is just like he took a lot of time off and then, you know, his timing's off. He's dropping balls. Maybe it's Trevor's fault too, but I think Trevor's, you know, he, he, he could make a leap with somebody elite. Yeah, I think so too. That, and not to mention, Trevor Lawrence just coming into the leagues had a bunch of hype around him. Like, since the very beginning, he's supposed to be the next great quarterback. He's supposed to be amazing. Like, almost goat caliber from what I heard coming in. He was such a hyped up prospect. So I can only imagine what that just does to you in your mind. I mean... Yeah, I can only imagine what Urban Meyer does to your mind for your. Oh starting. yeah, I can only imagine what he does to your mind too. That's crazy. Unfortunate for Trevor. You know, I, he was banged up this year, but hopefully next year he'll uh, he'll he'll come back and they'll have some more pieces for him. Maybe a better line, also. Uh, but at number sixteen, we have the Saints. You know, I I I wanted them a little bit higher up on this list because I think they were playing better towards the end of the year. The Derek Carr move was pretty me- mediocre as far as like their success is concerned, but uh, that's why they're you know, right worked. dead in the middle. Derek Carr. They're, if uh, if only the you know Panthers had mustered up ten freaking points in the last game of the year, you know they would be in the playoffs right now. That's crazy. Yeah. It sucks. The Panthers actually would have won that game, and the Saints would have been in the playoffs right now if uh, the Panthers didn't hold on this one big running call play. Uh, this DJ Chark didn't get the ball knocked out of his hand by Antoine Winfield at the last second at the goal, and then uh, Eddie Pinero was worth any sort of amount of money, and he made a field goal. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, all of those things they would have scored. That is I'm pretty a sure game that I did not tune into. <laughs> I'm a big red zone guy. You got to watch red zone. That's how you get a little bit of all the games that matter. I'm, every every part that matters. You know me, man. I got the fucking eight screams up all the time on YouTube TV. On the Sunday man. ticket. I just got eight screams. Well, it used to be eight screens with the direct TV. Now it's four screens, but still. I'm a big compilations guy, but uh, up next we have the Steelers. We they, they got up there because they made the playoffs, but they're questionable. They've gone through three quarterbacks, and it's like, eh, where they're playing the Bills, you know, their wins were suspect. They shouldn't have beat us because they spotted the ball wrong. Their defense is all but holding them together. Their offense can't figure out anything. Yeah, I mean, and T.J. Watts hurt. That sucks. Yeah, poor them. But, you know, Good year for them. I mean, Tomlin being over five hundred and making the playoffs is a good year for them. It's just like Shout they're stuck at they're seven. stuck at mid. <laughs> Mike Tomlin, I get well. That's not Hampton, is it? Yeah, he's from yeah Hampton seven five seven. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Um, any more thoughts on the Steelers? I may love them. Steelers. I hate the Steelers, but I think they have a real shot to beat the Bills. I oh think my that goodness! Game, yeah. I think that game will be closer than people think it is. Their running game is, is 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 pretty good now. I like it with the dual back system, Najee and Jalen. Mm-hmm. And you know Von Miller hasn't been doing much on the Bills, so that, they don't really have, have a superstar on their line. 
Yeah, even though the Steelers are missing T.J. Watt, man, they still have defense on defense on defense, and they got Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. Um, and up next, we have the Colts. Just barely didn't make the playoffs. It's unfortunate. You know, they. Uh, I was really liking their year, and I wanted them to make it for personal reasons. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big Gardner Minshew guy, so I completely understand that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Gardner Minshew – Gardner Minshew – he could have threw that ball a little bit better, but the third string running back in on that play was a bit weird. Like, Zach Moss is on the team. Put him out there if you're going to be doing some, you know, it's not Jonathan Taylor type stuff. So you're calling him, uh, you're calling the coach there, Arthur Smith. Shane Steichen, I appreciate Shane Steichen. I like him a lot. But uh, that was a, that was a weird way to end your season, and you can be criticized for it, honestly, like, like you got you got clutch up, but, the last buddy. Two years against the Niners. You got clutch up, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the Niners. Yeah, I don't know what those plays were though. The QB draw and then the weird Zeke I don't uh, know. center thing. Okay, <laughs> that was weird. Um, and we'll, let's see who we got: Colts and Buccaneers. You know, the Buccaneers are an interesting team. They're nine and eight or eight and nine. No, they're nine and eight. They're nine and eight. Yeah, they're nine and eight. And uh, it just sucks, you know. They're 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 so inconsistent. I wish I wish Baker could hit Mike Evans just like you and your sports betting. Wish he could hit Mike Evans every time consistently, oh, but yeah, man. he doesn't. Like, a good week of betting, and then one of my bets don't go through, and it's the Mike Evans one. Baker really it's don't like throw to Mike Evans when I need him to. It's good to see that the uh, that that roster is still being used great, and that Baker still got it and all. But um, he's not the comeback player of the year, in my opinion. But we'll get there eventually. You know what? You know, uh, once, once we wrap up our power rankings. But I actually more on that later. But I actually agree with you now. I don't think he's the comeback player anymore. And, and good because at number twelve we got the Packers. You know. Maybe uh, maybe Aaron Jones can be a comeback player or something, you know, because he's always hurt. That's <laughs> they started off, they're... man. The Packers started off looking like they weren't really gonna make it. Like they, I mean, they kind of started and ended off the season like mid, but ending off the season they had a couple more like, but like better performances as a team and all that, you know. Yeah, just... I'm liking Jordan Love. Jordan Love is is legit. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's developing at a really good rate. I think him sitting behind Aaron for four years really helped. And I think that teams need to bring that back in the NFL. Like, that used to be the norm, having your franchise quarterback sit for a few years rather than just throwing them straight out in the fire. I think that works more than more often than it does not, and I think teams should do that more often for their younger quarterbacks instead of just yeah, but... killing them over and over again. Yeah, but you gotta pay him sooner, like less less play, and then now you gotta pay Jordan Love in like a year or so. That's fair. But like that's that's just their thought, I, you know. Unfortunately, it's not baseball or anything like that. That's true. Um, they can, they don't know they have a salary cap. But uh, <laughs> next up, we have the Texans. I you know, they've been impressive. They have been very impressive. CJ Stroud's they, uh, been very impressive. He has shut me up completely. I'm 
of course, a <laughs> Michigan fan, so I always talk about how Ohio State quarterbacks don't pan out. Like, oh, that's Ohio State quarterback, man. Justin Fields, get out of here. He's going to be a bust. Justin Fields isn't a bust, by the way, but he certainly isn't as good as people thought he was. But I'm not going to put the full blame on him. But let's just say I was wrong about C.J. Stroud, man. He's the real deal. He's legit. He's turned me into a fan. I love watching C.J. Stroud. Fun to watch. I love watching him throw to my guy, Nico Collins. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I really appreciated seeing a rookie quarterback really pop off like that. I've been, you know, I've been stuck watching Kenny Pickett for a year. You know, and then Trevor Lawrence having, like, mid-play and Justin Fields mid-play, Zach Wilson really mid-play. Um. Zach Wilson worse than mid man. I mean, I I, I like him. I would I believe in his skill set. I would hope they trade him somewhere that he can develop a little or something. Um, but uh, with the Texans, let me think. Anything else? I mean, I like I, I'm liking their defense. I'm liking D'Amico Ryan's. Oh, uh, Tank Dell. It really sucks. He got hurt. That he could really use him right now. It could. I think the Browns' defense is going to shut him down, but. We'll talk more about that later. And before we move on to the uh, next team, I do want to say that Damian Pierce is a bust. Devin Singletary <laughs> took his damn job. That's crazy. Who knows? And, uh, but ne- take it back. Next up, we got my Rams. We are we, – we have exceeded everyone's expectations unless you had us reaching our ceiling. Everyone thought it would be 9-8. and eight. Turning out it's 10-7, and seven, right? I think we're 10-7, and seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, are, 10-7. We'd I, even said, I even said y'all's ceiling would be like nine and eight. I think. Yeah, well, that's what that's that's all anybody could say. Like, I, I did not hear preseason anything higher than nine and eight. But now here we are, ten and seven, in the playoffs, about to play the Lions. You know, uh, they're the Lions are. Uh, I I don't like that storyline for for either of us really. You know, we 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 kind of have the bad karma in there. We 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 did scoff. Just Stafford wanted out of Detroit, so it's like the the mojo's on their side. Yeah, that's and it's, their it, I don't like game. that. Yeah, I feel like Monroe is about to be the 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 the, uh, the factor in our game that matters. But you know, be, but I really think Jamison Williams is going to get more targets that game. Ari, that's an interesting prediction. I'm sure you're betting on it. Yeah, but that's <laughs> why. That's why I think so. Go Jamison Williams. Uh, Puka Nakua and Kobe Turner and Byron Young and Kyron Williams. We've had four breakout players this year that have been insane, and they all deserve their flowers for it. Puka Nakua, best rookie receiver ever. We can fight about it. I don't care. No, I agree. (laughs) I mean, you could argue Randy Moss just because it's 18 touchdowns, but I'll say Puka, man. Yeah, that's the only thing. Unfortunately, the Rams are terrible in the red zone, so... That was not ever going to happen unless Puka hit him from, like, 60-yard bombs each time. But uh, after the Rams, we have the, the you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be playing. We didn't even, like, really acknowledge. Like, we, did, we did acknowledge that the Texans were playing the Browns. Yeah, I did. But we, we'll, and we'll get back to the Bucks and the Eagles games, I guess, because we can keep going up the list. But uh, the Chiefs are playing the Dolphins. There's the Tyreek Hill revenge game. Ooh, you know. They've been mid without him this year. Not, I mean, not, not as much last year, but this year they've been worse. Their offense has been mid. Their defense has been really good. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Nick Bolton and uh, Willie Gay. They're sure. two good players I like on their defense. And George Karloftis. I'm a big George Karloftis guy. I like Karloftis too. Shout out to the Chiefs, man. Like, actually, even though I hate the Chiefs, I don't like seeing them win. I don't really like Patrick Mahomes. I don't really like Travis Kelsey. The only player I really like is Andy Reid. But, like, I got to give them credit because when I started watching them from, like, Mahomes' first season, like, even before when they had Alex Smith, their defense was not really all that, man. They were just all offense. And now they've completely flipped the script. Their defense is nuts. Their defense is underrated, honestly. They're a pretty good defense. I think uh, I think a Panthers player slipped and fell in the rain that's happening or something like there's a big whole bunch of ambulances. <laughs> but uh, let's see, the Chiefs. You know, I, I don't I don't have any other opinions on the Chiefs except I like Isaiah Pacheco and Kadarius Tony is hilarious. Love that guy. There's this funny Instagram page I love, and it's like Kadarius Tony Enjoyer, whatever eighteen or whatever his number Nine, is nineteen nineteen. Yeah, and he's hilarious. I always see him on every NFL post. Like, Kadarius Tony is getting MVP. Hold up, no, Kadarius it's Kadarius Tony worshiper. Oh yeah, that guy's hilarious. Shout anyway, out Kadarius Tony worshiper. Well, when we finish worshiping Kadarius, we get on to the Dolphins, who are gonna be. I mean, you know, I would like to say they're gonna steamroll the Chiefs, but there's not really. There's not not really that momentum anymore, is there? You know, they, they felt like that at the beginning of the year. They were the greatest show on turf again, I've, and then and they weren't. <laughs> I've had this opinion for a little bit now, and so far, well, actually, I don't know. I could be wrong about the Dolphins, but I was right about the Bills taking over the AFC East again, and the Dolphins were just gonna choke it away. I think the Dolphins are kind of like they were the last two years. They're kind of frauds, honestly to me like I don't I don't think they're gonna make any deep playoff run for real I just don't see them doing it I can see I see them losing before the AFC championship game happens like honestly honestly just as a little fucking early prediction I think the Dolphins are gonna lose to the Chiefs yeah that's fair I mean the Chiefs you know playoff Mahomes I do agree in that but the Dolphins the only other thing I, I'll say about the Dolphins is that Devonta Chain, or however you say it, hey, is Chain. a really fun player to watch. He's changed it, it, how you say it a few times, apparently. Like oh, it started really? a chain, and then they said they said a Chan or something. Hmm. Yeah, the Dolphins are explosive, and they do have that factor that could win them, like the game. I just don't see them making it past the Chiefs or in the playoffs, though. Honestly. Sadly. Yeah, I don't think two is that. I don't know if he's that playoff quarterback or not. They didn't have him last year, but maybe it was Skylar Thompson mojo last year. They almost uh, beat the Bills. That's only crazy. other thing I'll say is uh, good job Jalen Ramsey. Happy that he's been bouncing back as a Dolphin for the most part. He's not been getting burnt as much as he was last year as a Ram. That's good for him. And it's the next, he's the uh, only defender that's healthy now. It does, because he's not probably not that healthy. But after them, we have the Eagles, who, you know, number seven for the Eagles is pretty high up for a lot of people's lists, probably. But, you know, starting off the year how they did 10-1, and one, that's still, that showed that this year they did have that magic still. They, they had the capability. And then it just it started fumbling towards the end. And, they, you know, 
Yeah, they there's still that chance to get momentum. that back. Yeah, yeah I think they can always get it back chance. in the playoffs, especially against the Buccaneers. I think they could make a deep playoff run, even potentially beat my Cowboys. But then again, I'm not like those Ooh. like horrible Cowboys fans who say we're going to the like Super Bowl every single year. Well, I do at the beginning of the season before it starts, and then I come back down to earth pretty quickly within the, the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles, you know, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, last year he was like this this elevating player. Like, he was the Eagles. This year it seems more like he's sort of settling back in the offense, it seems, and like trying to be something he's not. He's not, he's not running as much as I, I, you know, I saw last year. You know, I'd love to look at his rushing stats, but I don't think he was even doing as well as he did last year. He certainly – there's Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift, you know, they did about the same. Of course, I bet learning a new system and everything probably is what's hurting him a little bit this season, why he's had a little bit of a slump, why he's had more turnovers too, and why the Eagles offense just hasn't been clicking as well as they have been, or just the team in general, honestly. I do think it is because they did hire two new coordinators, and I think it's impressive that they looked as good as they did for as long as they did, like, throughout the season, and they still look decent. Yeah, the double coordinator switch thing really sucks. Let's just hope Jason Kelsey and Julio Jones can get a little, can get a ring this year, maybe, if, if that's if that's what happens. That's all I'm excited for, if they do get one. Just those two, really. Hope it don't happen, just because I don't like the Eagles. But there's always but Julio Jones. But Julio. Anyway, I'm a Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> guy. That's fair. Uh, next up, we have the Browns. You know, they're you, you, there's they've they've exceeded everything that they were supposed to, given like the injuries and and just like all the adversity they faced with this Deshaun Watson thing. It, it, it's not. It, it's surprising. That's so. We we really want to put them up high at number six to show like they, the amount of winning in the game they've got, is 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 you know it's it's impressive. How well their coaching is, just you know how deep of a team that is, just for all those players to step up after having multiple injuries throughout the season, especially to one of your best players in Nick Chubb, like. And that defense is most definitely the most standout part about that team. But still, their offense their offense isn't nothing to laugh at either. Their offense still get, produces with Joe Flacco. If they win the Super Bowl, I just want to see Miles Garrett get the ring. You know, that's that's mostly who I care about. And Nick Chubb, I guess. But he didn't you know Nick Chubb getting it will be like Robert Woods getting it with us. You know, he was yeah, hurt. Like, like Kind of when Acuna got it with the Braves, because for any baseball people, I'm a Braves fan. He was he was hurt like all the way at the beginning of the season, like middle of the season, I think, or end. Coming into the top five, we have the Buffalo Bills. You know they're pretty high up for most people's lists, and also you know given their record and given like their injuries and how they've been inconsistent, it's just like that. It, it, for us, it's that belief of elevating enough to where you need to like they clutched up when they had to at the end of the year in the games that mattered you know they still got it done barely but they did and, and they, they have the, Josh the Allen. Division. yeah that's important they're gonna have a home game every game unless they play Baltimore the bills are the bills are still the bills and they can definitely make a deep playoff run 
Yeah, and uh, who they, they play Steelers, and then who would be the next lowest seed on the, in the AFC? In the AFC, so probably the Steelers, Texans. Number no, number four is no. No, they won their division. Number five is Browns. Oh. Number six, who is yeah. the, oh the six is the Dolphins. So that's I mean the Bills could have a really crazy playoff run. They could have that rematch against the Dolphins in the divisional round. And. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Josh Allen most of the time. I think he plays stupid. Maybe a little bit more last year than this year. I th- like, hurting his body-wise, like, running into people, being obnoxious. But he didn't do it as much this year. And then I've also seen a bunch of nice mic'd-up moments with him. So, yeah, he's growing on me a little bit. But, there, you know, Diggs is falling off as well. All right, number four, we got the Lions. They will be playing my Rams. You know, they're pretty good. They got... They got Jameer Gibbs. I'm a big fan of him. They're very pretty explosive offense. Only two things I feel like are holding them back this uh, this game is the injury to Sam Laporta. That's really sucks. They probably shouldn't have played him. And uh, Jared Goff. You know, you can only go so far with Goff, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Who knows? Maybe Goff proves that. us wrong, though. I hope not. <laughs> I want to win. I want to win the Super Bowl again. I feel that. You know, I mean, we could do it. Like, we'd have to play. Maybe we, at least y'all, I guess. I don't know. It'd be tough. Unless we could get the Bucks or something. Yeah, I think the Bucks could beat us. Wait, we're not playing the Bucks. I'm stupid. We're playing the Packers. I still think the Packers could beat us. And coming up to beating, you know, the Packers beating the Cowboys at number three, the Cowboys. Hey. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're a pretty great team. You know, Micah Parsons is, is, is definitely – a game-changing player, definitely like a generational defensive player to have. So it's always a threat, but the inconsistency is still there. That might be a remnant been, of Mike McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> he's been a little annoying this year, Micah Parsons, like as in talking shit to people, talking shit after the games, all that stuff, man. Like he's been a little obnoxious, but I kind of like it. I'm embracing it a little bit. He's cool. The only and people, the only if thing you got is, a problem, uh, if you got a problem with us being higher than the Lions or the Bills on this list, I just got one thing to say. Those were I gotta bring out the Cowboys fan in me right now, the obnoxious Cowboys fan. Those two mm-hmm. teams, they aren't as good as our team. We played bad games and they played their best games. Both of those games. If we play our best game and we play their and they play their best game, we beat them by twenty. I bet. Both of them. Also, yeah, I Dan mean, Campbell, you're stupid for going for two. I don't care. I don't feel any sympathy <laughs> for you. You should have went for one, like the smart move, and went to overtime. Man, it was a cool play. But yeah, you're, 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 this year for the Cowboys has been quite impressive. Like, it, But the inconsistency actually, is so annoying. We actually ended the season off on a good note. Yeah, and CeeDee Lamb is having a historical receiver year. You know, uh, Dak has been, Cowboys like, second history. in MVP. I'd say Dak would be the second in MVP voting, you know. Um, and then CD Lamb would be Offensive Player of the Year, it, almost. You know, he's, like, up there, top yeah, three. If, Ty- if Tyreek Hill and CMC didn't exist. The run game has been mediocre, but y'all have definitely bounced back from your injuries. That's one thing about the Cowboys. Last year, I thought y'all were going to be done in your preseason run because Dak got hurt. And, but then y'all went crazy with a... I, his name is slipping my mind right now. Cooper Rush. What is it, Caleb? That was Cooper a, Rush. That, that, was a, that was a couple of years ago. I remember that. 
That was last year. Wait, that was last year? Yeah, that was last year. Time flies, man. Wow. Yeah, when you're, you know, same year every year as a Cowboys fan, it's like a bad dream. Yeah, pretty much. Lose track. Been dealing with the same uh, thing for 20 years. But then y'all lost Diggs, and I was like, oh, man, their secondary is cooked. And then here comes Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore, you know. Well, I knew Deron Bland could step up just because I, of course, watch my team, and I know my guys, my depth guys, like Deron Bland. But I didn't know he'd be nowhere near as good as he is, though. This is crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Bland breaking that record. That was pretty cool. I am very proud of the Cowboys this year, even though I have little to no faith of us making it past the divisional round this year, just like I do every year at this point. Until y'all prove me wrong, Cowboys, I'm going to say the same thing about y'all. We're going to lose in the playoffs. The, the uh, only thing I can root for y'all is that you finally get Brandon Cooks a ring, because hasn't he lost two Super Bowls? Yeah, and he got knocked out in the first one. Yeah, so hope if, if, if y'all win the Super Bowl, that will be my highlight of it. You know, go dude, Brandon watch, Cook. Watching him get knocked out live was kind of crazy, dude. Uh, <laughs> and so hopefully the next, hopefully the team that gets knocked out will be at number two, the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Sick of them. Hopefully the lowest seed, us or the Packers, knock them out at some point. You know, I don't awesome. like them. Fraudulent Brock Purdy. He just throws it to CMC. He throws behind the line of scrimmage more than he throws past the sticks. It's uh, every time I see him, he's annoying to watch. If if it's not a George Kittle who's like six foot, whatever, he's huge. I think it would be the sweetest thing ever if we replayed them in the playoffs and we somehow beat them after they smoked us this year. Like, if we I would beat love them, that, in the, that would be amazing, man. Because they've beaten us the last three times we played them in a row. The last two years in the playoffs, they've killed our season so even if we can't win the bowl man if we can kill their season and upset them in whatever round that may be i think the i think the latest round we could even play in is the nfc championship game i don't know if we make it that far but if we do we better at least beat them all right and then uh yeah the niners all i can say about them is they've they're the good good players Ooh, good job get past the nfc championship game uh and then obviously at number one we have the Baltimore Ravens. Go Lamar, go! Like he's just been game managing, playmaking his way efficiently throughout the year, and it's been fun to watch. That has been fun to watch. He's been very fun. The Ravens have been fun as a whole to watch. That defense stepping it up. Oh yeah, uh, Roquan and Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. They've been, they've been pretty awesome. Marlon Humphreys had a down year, uh, but, you know, he's still good. Yeah, usually like... Uh, what, it sucks they just don't have a real running back, man. Like, they, Gus Edwards works, and Justice Hill, and all these guys that they have, they are so they have so much depth and all that, and it works in their system. It's just like, it imagine suck. the Ravens, they got them a CMC. Like, if the Ravens had traded for Saquon Barkley, like, come on. The, you know, they would have been surefire 100% Super Bowl this year. You know, now it's just like uh, Dalvin Cook now. Oh, they have Dalvin Cook. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. The savior is here. We have Dalvin Cook and uh, Mark Andrews maybe comes back from his with one ankle. You know, that's another thing. But um, so that with that Ravens at number one, Panthers at 32. We went through our list bottom to top. Rankings, the shenanigans, power rankings. I'm glad y'all sat through that for about 45 minutes. We've got a little bit left for you guys. Um, quick new segment. 
new segment alert. This will be the first repeating segment, hopefully. We've got Caleb's Corner coming up. This is a brand new segment, and I have no idea what he's going to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Caleb. All right. That was his drum roll. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Caleb's Corner. I got a couple of things that I personally want to talk about, just because I know Jordan doesn't really – he doesn't really keep up with college ball all that much or doesn't really enjoy it. And then I got, like, a couple of things to say about baseball, and I also – I do sports betting on uh, prize picks – because, of course, I'm under 21. That's the only thing you can even do under 21. But if y'all are into prize picks, I'll give y'all some of my picks. I've won 16 entries and $345 so far in the span of two weeks. So my picks <laughs> are uh, my picks are big balling. <laughs> <laughs> but first, of course, got to reiterate my guys, my Michigan Wolverines. National champions, 15-0, and undefeated, a defense never seen like that before, holding all 15 opponents to under 25 points. Hasn't been done since 1903, and the last team that did that played high school teams. So, we are legit. <laughs> and then, Caleb got stats. Of course, I do. Then people keep on saying Harbaugh's leaving. He's got his, he's got his agent to the NFL, and I do think... Harbaugh may end up leaving Ann Arbor sooner than later, but when I mean sooner than later, I don't mean this season. I mean next season. Look at it, man. We gave him a 10-year extension to be the highest-paid NCAA head coach. He would be making $12.5 million a year on salary, and in that contract, there's a no NFL clause, and it's only one year no NFL clause. He could sign that contract take his 12 and a half million dollars and then if he so wants to after that one year he can negotiate with the nfl and go there after making a free 12 million dollars we already offered him you know what i mean or if he wants to stay then he can stay and i've heard some reports from michigan insiders people close to harbaugh and sports illustrated that harbaugh might actually stay Ann Arbor and stay at the University of Michigan and maybe try to start a dynasty there. That would be awesome. I would love that. But I'm not going to lie. I am kind of interested to see what Harbaugh back in the NFL would look like because that is my guy and he is more than just a college coach. He is a great coach. He can coach at multiple different levels. But I really, as a Michigan fan, I hope he stays and I hope those, uh, those news articles I've seen about him staying are true. Just moving on quickly here through my corner. We got Alabama coaching candidates. Dan Lanning said no. He will be staying with the Oregon Ducks and building with them. Building something new there, which I am happy. However, what I'm not happy to hear is that just 40 minutes ago, Kalen DeBoer, Washington's head coach, who we just beat, in the national championship is expected to be Alabama's new head coach. I don't like that. I really want him <laughs> to keep building with Washington, man. Like I know they have their thing. Like I come on, man, Lane Kiffin. I mean, I don't want Lane Kiffin to go to Bama either. I kind of want him to start his own thing at El like Ole Miss, like how he's been doing. But like, man, I really just don't want Kalen DeBoer to go to Bama. Like, 
I really like what he was building with Washington. It was nice seeing what Washington did and what he was building there. Like, it's just, it was just fun, man. Like, seeing a new team. I'm tired of Alabama. So. Man, college ball it is sucks, but something else. There could be some other candidates going to Bama, too. It's not 100% Kalen DeBoer. It could, you know, come down to, what's his name? Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas's head coach, apparently. Lane Kiffin, of course, is in that little realm right there. But so far, I think it is between those three. Man, what, was, what did you have to say about uh, that uh, Yankee signing? You were talking to me about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Juan Soto. They signed Juan Soto. That's crazy. The Yankees do this all the time. They're kind of like the Dodgers and where they just dump off all their money to sign big players. But Juan Soto is a generational talent. He's a great young player. That's crazy. Him and Aaron Judge, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Giancarlo Stanton can put it on every so now and again, every once in a while. Yankees I love baseball, looking promising. Man. I don't know nothing about baseball, but I'm a, I, you know, I say I'm a Yankees fan because I'm a granddad. So I'm like a Cowboys baseball fan, kind of. Not even fan, but supporter. <laughs> Shohei Otani, of course, as everyone knows, signed with the Dodgers about a month ago. Um, you know, shout out the Dodgers. I really thought my Braves were going to get him, man. That that sucks. kind of hurts, but I think... I think he's only DH this year. He can't play pitcher this year because he got hurt as pitcher. So uh, thankfully he won't be pitching <laughs> this year. Actually, that's that's kind of messed up. I didn't mean it in that way. It's just that he's such a great player. I've really taken off one aspect of him and going against him. That's going to help a lot. But, of course, the Dodgers just reloading, bringing back in what looks to be another team that's supposed to be a super team dynasty for like the 10th year in a row. Congratulations, Dodgers. Then the last thing I really got to say about the MLB right now is that my Braves, we signed Chris Sale, pitcher from Boston Red Sox. As much as I've seen Braves fans like not enjoy that move, we need pitching really bad. So I'm really, really, really glad we got Chris Sale. Chris Sale, lock in, buddy. I just wanted to talk about the new college conferences coming up real quick in NCAA football. I'll probably talk about basketball more next week. I haven't really been keeping up with NCAA basketball as much, but I should. But it's kind of hard to when Wolverines suck. Fire Jawan Howard. Fire Jawan Howard. But, um... <laughs> college so, ball seems hard to de develop people. It's like, it's so weird. You just have players for about like four or five years Instead of like these proven players on contracts, you know, I like the pro level stuff. When when you talk about these college ball, it's like I, I, the development's so much different. It with is players and coaching. I can feel it. I can feel that it is. It is a lot harder. Like tell who's gonna be good. Like someone could be a five star and just end up sucking ass. I mean, someone could be the first overall pick and end up sucking ass in the NFL too. But I feel like it's like way more likely for a five star to suck than a first overall pick ass. to suck. But yeah, new conferences in NCAA football next year. Texas joining the SEC along with Oklahoma. That's gonna be interesting. And then of course Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Um. I believe I'm missing one. 
but those three plus one I'm missing is going to the Big Ten next year. It's going to make everyone calling Big Ten schedules a cupcake schedule. No, we're no longer a cupcake schedule. What do y'all have to say about that shit now, huh? Like, now we got to play Oregon and Washington and UCLA. Thank you. Thank you very much. But anyways, getting into that last part of Caleb's Corner today, we're just going to be talking about some sports bets I have for this there weekend. There we go. That's my favorite. Yep. All his bets. We got, <laughs> I got two picks right now. It's a $10 power play on prize picks. Two picks to pay $50. I picked Brandon Cooks for over 0.5 receiving and rushing touchdowns. All he has to do is get one. Then I bet on CJ Stroud to have more than one and a half touchdown, which means all he has to do is throw two passing touchdowns, which might be hard against Cleveland's secondary, but I think he can get it done. And I have another pick here, which is a, another power play, a $5 power play, four picks, which will pay out $50. I got Jerome Ford doing more than 18 rushing yards in his first five attempts. Aiden Hutchinson getting more than 0.25 sacks, so he doesn't even have to get the full sack. He just has to be credited with a half a sack to get that bet. Joe Flacco... Less than 275 passing yards. I don't think he's going to go on that monster run again. I know not all of his games have been 300 yards so far on the Browns, but I don't think he's going to surpass 275. I'm sorry. And then Jamison Williams, more than 38 receiving yards. And then, there we go. Let me see. I just got... Betting, money, gambling, all great things. Love this. Amazing. And I just got... Let's see here. I got two more bets here. A three-man pick for $25. I bet five bucks on it. Um, Cade Otten, Tampa Bay's tight end, more than 25 receiving yards. Jalen Hurts, more than 237 passing yards. Jerome Ford, more than 30, or 34, 43 and a half rushing yards. And then my last play, which I think is a good one. I bet $15 on this for three picks with a $34 payout. C.J. Stroud is going to throw less than 256 passing yards. Amari Cooper will pick up more than 69 and a half receiving yards. And then Dallas's kicker, Brandon Aubrey, more than one and a half field goals made. So two field goals made. Those are my picks for uh, sports betting this week in the NFL for anyone who wants to tag along and follow. And that was the end of Caleb's Corner. The inaugural first little session of Caleb's Corner. That was great. I love the. I love hearing your bets. You get real passionate about your bets during the week, and it's really funny. You know, oh, I man. like to see you get mad at Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen or somebody when they're not doing what you want. But it is because, uh, like, I do like. Even though I win a lot of bets, I lose some too. Even though, like, I, even though I've been profiting, it still pisses me off. Like when someone fucks up my bet, man. Because I could have won like 500-something bucks. And then there he goes, fucking Mike Evans just catching half of the yards that I need. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I just before we move on to our next uh, topic, I did want to mention one quick thing. Connor Bedard of the Blackhawks. Um, he's a young man, 18 years old. First overall pick to the Blackhawks. Supposed to be this generational, game-changing player. He has been. And he is, uh, he's quite fun to watch. You know, I've not been really into hockey, but I have his jersey, uh, you know, and I've been watching him play 
recently. And then just the other day, he's playing a game and he gets he gets checked in his mouth, and he's uh, his jaw's broken. So he's uh, right now he's on the injury reserve indefinitely. And uh, just prayers up to Connor, you know. Hopefully he comes back from this fine. He's he's a, he's a, a crazy player to watch play. But I just wanted to get that out there, you know. Prayers up for Connor Bedard or however you say it. Yeah, prayers and up then, to him because uh, I'm, I'm the reason that happened because I bet on him to score a goal that <laughs> game. Yep. Damn you. <laughs> Vegas saw it and was like, got to get Connor out of there. Someone hit him in his face. Uh, so our our last topic of the show this time uh, this week would be, is going to be our yearly awards debate. So we've been at it for a little bit here, so we can run through these a little bit quickly. But I wanted to start with uh, the rookies of the year, starting on defense here. Uh, Caleb, who did you have as your defensive rookie of the year this year? You know, I originally was going to say Devon Witherspoon, but. I'm. I really am gonna have to say Will Anderson. Like actually, I'm really gonna have to agree with you there. Yeah, I think uh, Jalen Carter's year has been quite overrated. Unfortunately, he's the betting favorite, and Devin Witherspoon. You know, he was great in the beginning of the year, Devin Witherspoon. But I think he slowed down more as that defense started to get figured out a little bit more with him there. And then, uh, you know, Will Anderson has just been making plays all year, and he's he's kind of slowed down towards the end too. He's a little bit hurt now, but. He's been blocking field goals, and he's been—he's just been doing everything an edge rusher is supposed to do, with not all of the sacks there and the numbers. And it's just—he's a productive guy. He's been—he's you know been worth that first rounder that the Texans aren't going to have this year because they traded up for to get him at number three. But I think it was definitely worth it. And I like Jalen Carter, and it, he probably—well, actually, I don't know. I haven't seen the updated odds, but from the last odds I've seen, it looks like he'll probably be getting the award. And I'll agree, Jalen Carter is definitely a good player. Maybe they're giving it to him just because of how stacked that defensive line is and how good he's performing on it. But still, I'm going to have to give it to Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, well, you know— Jalen Carter, anything he does, Kobe Turner does it too on the Rams, but he, unfortunately he's not getting any attention. He's also a candidate, but he's not been quite. You know, he's has the, he has the same amount of sacks as Jalen Carter, more than Jalen Carter. He has the most, tied for the most of all the rookies. I don't remember, but he does all the same stuff. He snaps, he jumps there and tries to grab the ball when they snap it and stuff, but he's not quite pushed himself over the edge in those terms. But shout out Kobe Turner. Uh, next up for offensive rookie of the year, I just thought you go first. Who you got for this one, Caleb? Oh, I already know we're gonna have a disagreement here. I'm going with both Texans. I'm going C.J. Stroud here. I know you don't like wow. that opinion, but I got to. Wow. Now, with this with this one, I got, I appreciate C.J. I said this, but. I, I, I was good. I, I was being generous, giving it to Will Anderson. You know, Kobe Turner again deserves it. They can have one. They can have defensive rookie, but Puka Nakua is a record-breaking rookie receiver. You're not getting better than him. You know, he's just—he's he's the rookie of the year. You goddamn gave it to Jamar Chase for breaking the yards record as a rookie, and then Puka goes goes around and beats that rookie record. And Jalen Waddles won, and they're, and they're going to be like, oh, man, CJ Stroud was really good, though. 
even though he lost to the fucking Panthers and missed games. Like, missing games is supposed to make you a drop in the odds and stuff, but guess fucking not. I do definitely feel... I, de- I definitely get your opinion. It's definitely I have valid. Puka, by the way. I didn't say that. I have Puka. It's definitely valid. I think Puka probably could win it. I wouldn't be mad if he won it at all, either. I just think what he's done, Stroud has done, he's led the Texans to the playoffs. That's crazy. I mean, he probably... I don't know if he broke the record for passer rating, but I wouldn't be surprised if he broke the rookie record for passer rating. He broke, like, the most games without an interception or something. That's it. That's if it. you break records, you get, is like... a great ratio with the amount of games he played. And with yeah, the amount of games he missed, he still hit 4,100 yards? Damn. That, that's only 200 away from Andrew Luck's record. Okay, but they lost to the Panthers. I mean, yeah. Led by C.J. Stroud. And, you know, I don't care. I, I, I got Puka. I think you break two records. You're the best rookie rookie receiver ever versus the almost best rookie quarterback ever because he missed a few games and lost to the Panthers. You know, that's a that's you just you just barely don't get it for me with Stroud, unfortunately. And I know people give him the quarterback fucking privilege, but I I, I don't care. Moving on. Uh, let's go to a, a little lighter hearted one. Uh, coach of the year. Who'd you have for that? I really think it should be Kevin Stefanski for a second time. I know he already won it, but it's based off of who deserves the award, not off of I'm tired of this guy winning the award. And I think with all the injuries, adversity that the Browns have come over and have still been an elite team in the NFL still competing for the one seed all the way to the very end, looking to be a very strong playoff team, hoping to make a very deep playoff run, the league's best defense. You know, I think Kevin Stefanski really deserves it. Yeah, I, I definitely think he, there's a case for him there. It's just like, he. the thing about him is he's had so much proven players and he's been there and he's done this with them before. He's been the coach of the year with them before. That's you know, true. for me... He's had Miles Garrett, you know. He's he's had these players. He's got Amari Cooper, proven talents. Joe Flacco's a veteran, but for me, the rookie, uh, the coach of the year is a, th- a rookie coach of the year, and D'Amico Ryan's. I can you know, see the that Texans too. can have that one too, because I, you know he's I elevated C.J. Stroud and all that. Like you know, it, it, me people with the defensive coaches don't don't expect it to be working out this well with a rookie co- a quarterback like Stroud, but it has been amazing. Yeah, D'Amico Ryans has really turned their team around. I really wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be mad if he won Coach of the Year either. I just think Kevin Stefanski deserves it a little more. Yeah, and then mostly, though, like, he turned Derek Stingley around. You know, he was out, he had not great year last year. He was he was hurt as well, but, you know, and then this year he's been pretty good. Uh, up next, let's do, let's do another lighthearted one. Let's do Comeback Player of the Year. You can go first. Again. Comeback player of the year. I know you want it to be your guy. Honestly, I might take your guy. I'll take Stafford. Fuck it. There we go. Some respect. Let's go. Let's go with this respect. I like that. Stafford. Everyone's been saying Baker Mayfield. Everybody's been saying Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco Everybody, hasn't played long enough. I, okay. But people forget. Comeback player of the year. Is about the year before, right? 
Stafford was hurt, playing terrible. People were saying trade him. People were telling him to retire. People saying he was washed. He was he had a back spine thing, whatever. But uh, you know, now he came back this year and he's been playing at almost MVP level since the bye week. You know, uh, I think it's been impressive. And because you know, well, last year when you watched Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco. They both had amazing games, comeback performances. They both showed they still had it. Baker Mayfield with the Rams, that run was like basically what Joe Flacco is doing right now, but it wasn't a playoff team. He was just – he revived a team himself, Baker Mayfield, a little bit. And that, that's, that's, he's obviously still had it then. And Joe Flacco did the same thing versus the Browns last year as the, on the Jets in like that crazy comeback. And so like – you seen you saw they still had it last year versus everyone saying Stafford was was hurt and bad and all this and they didn't expect it and they were saying he should be should have been traded this year and now he's been elite and led them to the playoffs and gave Puka the best rookie receiving season ever. That's a that's a comeback player if I ever heard of one. Yeah, I'll agree with you on the Matt Stafford thing. He's very underrated in the comeback player of the year award. Like Demar Hamlin is still number one in odds and as much like i am trying not to be disrespectful here at all 100 percent not being disrespectful i don't think demar hamlin deserves it just because last year he died and now he's alive (laughs) i'm sorry like that's just my opinion man he's played like five or six games i think and he has two total tackles he has no other recorded stat two tackles man that's ridiculous. That's kind of just uh, giving him the award out of sympathy, and I don't really like that. Like, it's amazing what he did. It's amazing he came back from, you know, that heart issue, and he came back, and now he's alive and well and ready to play with the team again. But just based off of his play, he doesn't deserve a comeback player of the year because. He had a better season last year, and unless they really mean comeback, as in a literal sense of coming back <laughs> from the dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that, there's your little, uh, you know, there's your a little upset pick for comeback to player. I didn't actually expect you to agree with me, so that's cool. Matt Stafford, uh, I think he deserves it. Yeah, I think Baker's kind of. I don't know. I've, I've said this about Baker, and I did really start thinking about Baker as comeback player of the year, and I'm like, yeah, he did, like, revive his career, but Baker does this all the time. Like Exactly. He's he still Baker. Full, whenever he has a full season, look at him. His first rookie year, good season. Second year, uh, fucking ass. Then he <laughs> has a good season, and then he's not healthy for two seasons, so we're not going to count those. And now his season he's healthy for again, he's good. So every other season he's healthy for, he's either good or bad. He's good or bad. That's just Baker. That's Baker. Yeah, that's that's Baker. He's not coming back from being himself. He's, he's been the same. Uh, let's do more, a more obvious one. Uh, MVP. Who? I got Lamar. I got you know. Lamar. I you, really... know, you could argue Dak in, in certain – but he just – he wasn't as clutch as Lamar was this year. Yeah, the clutch factor. Um, let me see. He the number one whenever seed. Lamar, whenever Lamar is, yeah, the number one seed. Whenever Lamar has played uh, over five hundred talent, uh, he's 
completely demolished them. Look at what he did to the 49ers, uh, just his teams too in general. The 49ers, the Dolphins, the Lions, you know, they've He's been basically like, undefeated in the fucking, you know. Yeah, they haven't NFC. just been they haven't just been beating these teams like these good teams. They've been demolishing these good teams. And Lamar is definitely one of the key reasons why. Like, Lamar has really stepped it up. He's better passing, better at passing this year than he was last the last few years, honestly. Like, he can act, he's gained way more skill in the passing game for sure because his first MVP season, he did lead the league in passing touchdowns, but I, he definitely used his legs to open up the pass a lot more. And now I've kind of seen some plays where he's just staying back in the pocket and throwing. So his throwing ability has really gone up as a whole as well. And even though Dak does have the better passing stats, like you said, the clutch factor, the one seed, and like I said, they've beaten all the competition so far. The Ravens, obviously, Lamar is just a better rusher than Dak too. So I think he's close enough in passing and keeps improving in passing and is younger than Dak and is significantly better than him in rushing for him to win MVP. Like, he's just a better all-around player. Better. He's the MVP. Yeah. And, uh... I can see, <laughs> the, uh, I can see the case for CMC, though. I can see... There needs to be more uh, candidates who are non-quarterbacks. I really want to see a non-quarterback win an MVP sometime soon. Although, this year... Lamar deserves it. Yeah, I I agree with you. I'd like to see a non-quarterback one day. And uh, since you mentioned CMC, I'll just say that he's my offensive player of the year. You know, most people would give it to Tyreek, but people were giving CMC MVP votes until Lamar, like, definitely solidified himself. And everyone was like, okay, you can't give it to CMC. He missed the game. He's, you know, he's not been carrying his team as much, blah, blah, blah. But you you bump him down to offensive player of the year because he is the Niners offense. As much as I hate them, you know, he's, he, that's exactly what he's been for them. He's he is their offense, and uh, he, he he's just an all-around purpose running back. He he's worth it. All the picks they traded for him. Oh yeah, that was. A Who's great... your offensive player? I'm gonna say CMC as well, because we he has 1,500 rushing yards. He has, I think he has like 20 something touchdowns in total, and he has like 600 receiving yards. <clears throat> yeah, Brock loves throwing to him. Who, uh, who's your defensive player of the year? My defensive player of the year? I'm still going to say Miles Garrett as much as I like my guy Micah Parsons. I hope Mike, I, I hope Miles gets it, but personally I think P.J. Watt is going to get it again just because he's leading with sacks. Even you know, though he's been having – he could be a, a – that was a – it's a regular season award. That's, right? that's fair. Yeah, that's, so I mean – yeah, he he's had quite the year. You know, you could you could give the comeback player of the year to him too, because he had the peck last year, or whatever. Well, yeah, the peck tear. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you could give it to him really, as well. That's another shout out to him for comeback player of the year as well. So, but uh, I give it to yeah, TJ Watt. So yet again, another year where Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, and TJ Watt are the three best defensive players. Yeah, Miles Garrett just needs to start jumping up for interceptions, and so does Micah. <laughs> like, TJ's the only one doing that out of the three. I mean, you don't really need to when you're an edge rusher. 
but it's just crazy. He's like a well, he's also like a linebacker. He drops in the coverage more than more than those other two do. That's true. Even though Micah does every now and again because he's a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, that's all for our yearly awards. So for NFC games, let's do that first. Cowboys Packers. Who you got? I've got Dallas just because it's us at home, but I'm not going to be surprised if it's a close game at all, or even if we lose, but I got, I, I got Dallas. I got Packers, honestly, because I think Mike McCarthy, like, shits himself when he has to play all. I really do. I think he gets, like, mad. I can, <laughs> I can see that happening. I remember last year when y'all, like, like well, y'all lost in overtime, yeah. I think, or at the end, yeah. and he was like, this. We lose to the Packers, but I don't know if we lose to the Packers or if we lose to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, but uh, I got Packers in an upset. I wouldn't be upset if they, I was wrong. Uh, Lions, Rams, I got us with the upset, man. Unless, I mean, if we can somehow contain Amon Ra for the most part, that's like at some points in the game at least to keep keep up with them. I think we can do it, but I think, yeah, I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, I'm going to put it out in the, the universe. I think y'all are going to do it too. I don't think their defense steps up that day. I think Kyron Williams might have a big game. Maybe Puka or Cooper Cup have a big game. I think y'all's offense is going to have a good game, and it'll be like a slugfest, and y'all are going to end up winning. That would be great. And then next up, there's Eagles-Bucks. I, I got to go Eagles. I, I don't it. think Baker's going to clutch up. I got to go Eagles here too, man. I don't I don't think so. The Bucks haven't proven to me enough that they're like that. I mean – the Eagles have had a little bad, shitty stretch, but I I can't do that. I can't I can't go against the Eagles, man. They're too proven. I still like a I was like a terrible friend. You picked my team, and I didn't pick your team. But I just it's Mike McCarthy, man. I feel bad. But the Eagles, uh, I understand. Yeah, I don't We're know. the Dallas Cowboys Baker. in the playoffs. <laughs> I think Baker's hurt. Baker is hurt, so it's like I think Jalen Carter could spear him in his ribs, and they're just gonna be a Kyle Trash game, you know. <laughs> It's anything can happen. It's not great. AFC games uh, now. The Chiefs and Dolphins. I got Chiefs. I, got I don't the think Chiefs the Dolphins too. are going to clutch up. I don't think the Dolphins will clutch up. I think the Chiefs will play significantly better than they did in the playoffs than they did in the regular season. But and I think they'll end up defeating the Dolphins. Uh, Bills Steelers. I got the Steelers with an upset. I think I don't, I don't know why. I just think they're going to. I can see that happening. Some, like Steelers with... football, man. Steeler football. I can totally see that happening. I see the Bills winning this one. I think the Bills might make a deep playoff run this year, but uh, but I could totally see the Steelers like beating them because I think it will be a close game. But I do have the Bills just coming out on top just because they are the better team overall. There's only one more. One more game. I can't remember. Browns Texans. Give me Texans. Give me Browns. Brown's defense is going to shut down uh, what CJ's been doing. but And Amari, like, uh, Amari Cooper is going to go off. You might be right. It's just, they're just experienced. But I feel like I feel like CJ Stroud has got one wild card win in him. Just, I just feel like – I just feel that for some reason. I wish I could but, say, uh, see it, but with the Brown's defense and just how they're playing right now, I really don't see it. I just kind of just see the Browns just making it. Okay, all right. And like so I now it might now, even be a blowout. It's very possible. And you know what? I just hope that uh, 
I, I, I could root for either team, really. It's, you know, they're both great. It sucks they have to play each other first round. Huh. NFL script. Yeah, well, they, they they forgot the starting quarterback on the Browns. They that, would be the, uh, that would be the cherry on top. That would be. They scripted a lot of games. If you uh, if you look at the ma- if you look at the matchups this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Twenty twenty one McCarthy playoff rematch with the Eagles and Bucks. Yep. And you got the McCarthy going back to Green Bay. Uh, Golf going back to the Lions, or not Lions, the Rams. Yeah, that. Uh, well, no, we're going to Detroit, so Stafford's going back to the Lions. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if they'll boo him. I don't think they will. I think they like Stafford too much. I think there will be boos, but they maybe won't be they, loud. Maybe they'll boo when we come on field, but not Stafford. Like, maybe Stafford will come out separate. They'll go, yeah, and then the rest of the Rams will go along. They'll be like, boo, Rams. <laughs> I just, speaking of that, I've seen a video today of, like, a bunch of Detroit natives. Like, they were asking a bunch of people locally in Detroit on this news station whether, like, about Stafford merch. They're like, nah, we can't wear Stafford merch. Like, we respect, <laughs> we respect him, but he ain't on our team no more. And, and I know, hate that. I you hate know, that, like, too, because y'all, man, y'all can't be talking like that. Like, y'all kept them hostage there. And Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Don't talk like that. He did everything he could for y'all. <laughs> They're, the Lions are truly evil. They are, and they, yeah. said, they said there will definitely be boos in the game. Like, someone said, someone said, I won't boo. I know there will be boos, but there definitely won't be that much cheers because I'm not cheering. They're going to be booing if Sam Porter still hurt. There are definitely going to be some cheers out there, but I feel like there are going to be more boos than cheers. But the boos won't be obnoxiously loud. Any other thoughts on any playoff matchups before we get into the shenanigan of the week? Mm-mm. I'm ready. Man, I'm I'm ready too. I, this is the part I've been waiting for. So I now we can explain the uh, the the name of the show. So shenanigans mm-hmm. it was a term I just started using every time I would send Caleb clips of silly old college plays, just like flea flickers or silly fumbles or drop passes, interceptions. Silly goofy college moments that I could be like, oh look how look how stupid college ball is, and I called them shenanigans. So I'd always send it and just be like, this is shenanigans. And we realize I realized that you could you could say this for all kinds of sports moments. Their sports are so goofy. So we decided that uh, to end off every episode, we will do uh, a segment called the weekly shenanigans. And uh, oh on. wait, breaking Before news! Wait, breaking news! Breaking news! You. Washington's Kalen DeBoer or whatever agrees to a deal to become the next head coach at Alabama. Fuck. Wow, there you go. You're, you no. get what you want. I really, man, why it's you like, do that, Kalen DeBoer? That's quite a shenanigan, isn't it? Yeah, go, <laughs> just leave the team you were building to go into an already established Nick Saban dynasty team. Okay, like, damn. Breaking news right at the end. We caught that. That's ESPN a just, great I mean, pickup for Alabama, by the way. Kellen DeBoer is a great coach. That's why I didn't want him to go there. That's why I wanted wonderful. him to stay and build Washington because I was interested in seeing Washington get built, even though they're division rivals. Or not division, conference, conference rivals. That was cool. I like that. Damn. So the shenanigan of the week is going to be a segment where we just find a goofy sports play. 
And I'm sorry we got we got sidetracked with that whole Alabama announcement. That was that was cool. But uh, now without without any more ado, uh, the shenanigan of the week this year was quite a funny moment. We were watch I was watching the Eagles Giants game with my girlfriend. She's an Eagles fan. And then there's this there's stupid play. It was just a regular old punt. And then the Eagles are punting into the Giants. A Giants defender comes out of nowhere, and you know he's trying to. Trying to block it, and punter gets it off, but he he starts pushing the punter, and then he's high. But instead of letting the punter fall down and getting the rough and the kicker penalty, he starts holding him up by the waist, and he's just like hugging him and trying to keep him up. And the punter's like trying to fall. He's a little white guy. He's just like, man, I'm I'm small. Let me fall. And he's like, no, I got you, little man. And he didn't get the penalty. And so it was just this very cute slow dance that they did together. And it was so fun to watch. It was so goofy. That and I saw it on Red Zone, and Scott Hansen told me everything about it. Hopefully we can get a clip up there when we upload this. Oh, yeah. For our watchers on YouTube, y'all be able to see the clip. If not, y'all, I hope y'all seen it. If not, y'all look that up. Just look up Giants defender uh, holds up Eagles punter, and you'll definitely see it first video he was trying to dodge that rough in the kicker so bad that was hilarious but um did you have anything else for us before we wrap it up here caleb um no not really um i know there's a couple topics we missed of course like maybe some head coach hirings some of uh, some speculations on where people are gonna go but we just didn't feel like doing that in this inaugural episode. We had, we want to do something a little more simple to start off, and also we've been bouncing all, the, all around today. Yeah, all the firings have been like all the firings haven't even happened. All the hirings haven't happened, so there's not really much to talk about there yet. Like we're just gonna start talking about something, and then by next week's episode, there'll be so much more firings and hirings, and it'll just be outdated. So. Well, we just wanted to get our uh, power rankings established within, you know, within our own recordings and everything. And then with our yearly debates, we wanted, I want the the awards. I wanted to get that out of the way before playoff starts because that's a regular season thing. And playoffs are tomorrow. This was recorded on a Friday, and uh, coming up, we wanted to get it up on uh, online before the playoffs start. That way, uh, once it's over, we can start our next episode and we can have more topics in a better, cleaner fashion. You know, this week it was kind of rushed. You know we've had uh, we've had some difficulties technically and uh, with just some personal stuff, but you know I'm I'm sitting here recording it on an AirPod in my you know my little man cave. Caleb just set up his PC. You know we had a we had a crazy adventure involving three prong devices. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I don't have a three prong plug in my room, so I had to buy a three prong plug extension just to plug in my PC because I recently just moved back uh, home. <laughs> We went through a lot, but, you know, we were really excited to do this. And uh, it's a bit jumbled up and, you know, not as scripted as it could be. It is our first episode. We were really excited to do it. And we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, you know, too. You know, I had a, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad anybody tuned in to hear this. You know, we, we have a lot of opinions on all sorts of sports. So at, on, uh, at some point, we'd like to talk some basketball, maybe some mixed martial arts, and maybe some, maybe some other, you know, I, I'm trying to get into hockey, so. There's a lot in the future that we're looking forward to, and uh, wanna, I want to thank anybody who tuned in. Thanks for everyone who Anything tuned in to the first episode. Uh, thanks for anyone who tunes into any future episodes. I have very 
have a lot of hope for this series. I think we'll do well. I think y'all will uh, think y'all gonna enjoy what's coming up soon in the future. And you know, y'all get to see our takes and stuff. You get to, I get to go back in time to just let everyone know and brag that I was right. You know, and, or <laughs> yeah. or y'all are gonna be in the comments or someone's gonna come up to me and say, "Hey, you were completely wrong. That take is stupid." And I want that to happen. I want people to call me out on my dumb takes. Yes, yes. Physical confrontation is always the best kind. But you know, I, I, I we, 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 we bounced around a lot. We had a lot of topics. It was a little goofy. You know, I kind of got distracted a few times, but I, I definitely had some fun. And next week we're going to talk about the first round playoff, you know, results, and uh, maybe we'll sneak in some basketball. Definitely, uh, I'll talk about my teams a little bit more. Caleb gets his corner every time. And then maybe we'll introduce some new uh, new topics, new ideas. We're definitely not going to do power rankings every time, but uh, that is definitely something we're going to keep track of. And we're uh, so with that, we're going to be definitely getting a couple social pages started, hopefully, upload some silly clips if we can get some. Uh, and if you anyone has recommendations for uh, weekly shenanigans, that we can make uh, the last segment of the show. We're definitely open to suggestions because we don't watch every sport all the time, but we all know that there's shenanigans every single week. So if y'all are y'all are watching, keep an eye out for shenanigans. Yep. Well, I'm going to link uh, our social media pages in the description of whatever you're listening to, whether that be SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Prime Podcasts, whatever that be. Um I'll have our personal and our um, business-type grouped shenanigans accounts in the description. For if y'all want to follow get that us, all send us some stuff. And, uh, so thank you all so much for tuning into our first episode. This was Shenanigans, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace.